Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Minneola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
Finally, therefore, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Father, we come to you today, and I want to thank you, Father, for the miracles that we see every day. But mostly, Father, that miracle of my next breath. I want to thank you for that, I, that you woke me up this morning, that I might be able to show someone the unsearchable, unreasonable, unreachable, fathomless love of God. For God, I pray that you go through this service and touch eyes, open hearts, Father, and just Holy Spirit walk amongst us. I pray now that you bless the reading of the word. Father, I pray that you use me. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you use me one more time. I ask these things to shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. Now, that's a lot to, that's a lot to take into consideration right there. How do I live the Christian life? How do I get the best out of it? How do I understand it? We're going to go for it verse by verse. Number one, stand fast. Stand fast. And this is going to tie into Ezra just a little bit. In Ezra 8, Ezra chapter 8, the Jews had been coming out of the exile. Nehemiah had built a wall. God had sent Nehemiah to build the wall, and God told Cyrus, he told the enemy, he told them to let them go and build Jerusalem back to say not worship. So he sent Cyrus. And Cyrus, I mean, uh, uh, Ezra, he sent Ezra. And in chapter 8, he got to looking all around. Nobody, the, the enemy didn't want him to build that temple in this past. They didn't want them to worship the true and true and loving God. They didn't want them to worship. They didn't want them to celebrate their God. So he's looking around at all these enemies coming. And in, in, in chapter 8, verse 22, he says, the king had already offered him truth to go with it. He said, no, my God's got this. My God's got this. He got to looking around at all the people. He had made a commitment. God had given him a vision. God had given him a direction. God had given him a path. God had given him a word. Folks, we'll stop here just a little bit. We're going to go off a little bit off. We're going to run around here. When God gives you a word, when God gives you a vision, when God gives you a word about your family, your children, your job, whatever it is, make no mistake that the devil's going to come against you. The devil's going to come against you. So Ezra had the choice of going and asking the king, can you send us some truth? 
that we can go fight these people, that we can go build our city, that we can go worship, that we can, that we can go do what God said. And I couldn't do that. And I was ashamed to go to the king. So what it is to do, they bow their heads, they fasted, they prayed, they got right with God, and they built a temple in record time. Okay, that didn't cost you nothing, the rest of it some cost. But Ezra took a stand. Do you see what it was? The, the, the evil king, the one that allowed them to go back, had offered them truth. Ezra turned them down because they were still the evil. Ezra says, no, I won't take your truth. My God's got this. How many times in our life does something easy come along? If God gives you a vision, and again, this is running another rabbit. If God gives you a vision, if God tells you something's going to be, and it looks like it's going to be easy, you ain't got it. Chapter and verse, Don. Okay, Matthew chapter 6. Y'all remember, chapter 4. Y'all remember the story about Jesus being tempted 40 days, 40 nights? Satan come to him. Jesus' mission was to restore what was lost. Luke chapter 7. The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. What was Jesus' mission? What was Jesus' vision? What was his purpose in life? To seek and save that which was lost. Satan slipped up to him and said, Look, I'll give everything to you. The word actually, the word, the word actually says, and he took him up into a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said, if you'll bow down to me. Record label. If you'll bow down to me, we're going to make this easy. Job. If you want that promotion, God promised you a promotion. If you'll come down, if you'll do it this way, we can, we can make this easy. Chances are, when God gives you that promotion, when God gives you that chance, when God gives you that vision, it ain't going to be easy. Okay, that ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't know why I, don't know why I said that. Wherefore, brethren, stand. Stand. Take it, stand. Take it, find out what you believe, and don't get up off it, no matter what the devil offers you. Because we know that the devil is a liar, the father of lies. We know that he does nothing but to kill, steal, and destroy. We know what his mission is. So Paul is telling us here, if you want to, if you want to walk in the Christian fullness, if you want to walk in the fullness of the Spirit, the first thing you've got to do is stand and don't move. Find out what you believe in and don't get up off of it for nobody. The second thing, be in the same mind. We've got tons and tons of preachers and books out here that are going off kilter, going astray, not teaching the Word of God, teaching what, well, God didn't actually mean, mean that. This is what God meant. Well, if God's God, if God, if God didn't mean to say it, why didn't he say what he meant? He's God. I ain't going to get off into that. I ain't going to get off into that. My wife will kill me. All right. 
Stand fast. Be of the same mind. All right. I entreat thee also, true young fellow, to help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with women also and my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Do you hear what that said? We're to work. And I want to tell you right now, I want to tell you right now, when David, when God found David, he was a shepherd. When he found Moses, he was tending sheep. When he found Isaiah, he was in the, working in the temple. When he found Samuel, he was working. When he found Elijah, when Elijah found Elijah, he was in the field, found the field. When he found the disciples, they were fishing. And when he found Paul, he was murdering Christians. Well, what does that mean, brother? That means that no matter how far you've gone, no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've messed up, Jesus can still use you. Go to work. Go to work. Paul wrote, Paul, when he got saved, he wrote 14 books of the Bible. If you give him Hebrews, and I believe that he's the author of Hebrews, but we're going to go to work. God does not put his anointing on the lazy. Get up and do something. All right? What's next? What's next? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, how many times, and I, I, I preach in me always do, C.H. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, if a pastor gets up and doesn't preach to himself, you need to leave the church. So Don's preaching to Don. Rejoice in the Lord always. And this is going to be hard on me. How many times do we get our eyes? Does Don Smith get his eyes? Off the promise, off the word, and do like Ezra. Get to looking at the armies coming around him. Who are the armies in Don Smith's life? The bill collectors, the doctors, the health. Don gets his eyes off that. And when Don gets his eyes on them, Don's not rejoicing. Why is that so important? Because Don walks around with a scowl on his face. Don walks around looking like he don't know Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We're supposed to be a picture of Jesus Christ walking. You want to live the, the, the fulfilled Christian life? If you want to walk in the Spirit of God, rejoice in the Lord always. In everything you thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice in the Lord always. Be happy. Be happy. You know what my Jesus told me? In the world ye shall have tribulation. You're going to have problems. God's going to have problems. God's going to have difficulties. Don's going to see how, how things are going to come together. It ain't my problem. I belong to Jesus. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be happy. We sing up here. We have a good time. We rejoice that last song. My God reigns. My God reigns. But if my God not reigning out there when the bill collectors are calling me, I'm not walking in the Spirit of God. Rejoice in the Lord always, even when you're on the phone with that bill collector. You know why? Because when you get to the end of your rope and God gets to where you can't get go no further, at the end of the month when there's when there's more when there's more bills than there are money, God throws up his hands and says, I can't do this. And then Jesus takes over. We say miracle after miracle after miracle. And I still look at the world. I still take my eyes off Jesus. Just like Peter did in the boat when he was walking on the water. He took his eyes off Jesus. He started sailing. But Jesus was right there to pick him up. How many times, Laura, has Jesus picked us up? Have we made it when we had no idea how we were going to make it? How many? Folks, you've got money problems? Your daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Ask him to sell a cow. You got health problems? He's a great physician. Ask him. He's got it all. What's your problem? Rejoice in the Lord always. Son, get your mind off them bills. Son, get your mind off low attendance. Son, get your, get your mind off of your kids. Son, get your mind off of your daughter-in-law. And put them back on Jesus. You see, the only, the only victory that we have is when we're walking in the Spirit. I know Kenneth Copeland and all of them tell you that, that what was it one, the one we, he, we saw the other day when he was growing hair? Rebuking Baldwin in the name of Jesus? I know. But folks, it ain't about them. It's about Jesus. You see, this life is not about me. This life is not about Donna Smith. This life is not about you. This life is about Jesus. And know what he can do? What he's already done. You see, it's finished when he nailed it to the cross. What's the blessed, most blessed chapter in the Bible, 2 Corinthians? Where it says that he became sin for us. He who knew no sin became for us. Became sin for us. He's the victor. God, why have you got your eyes on everything in the world? Rejoice in the Lord always. Why, why are you worried about your health? Why are you worried about your wife? Why are you worried about the business? Why are you worried about the state? You need to get your eyes and be worried about one thing, and that's why you're telling somebody else about Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. All right. You know, we, a lot of times, we get the vision from God. 
want to go ahead and do it. We want to be out there. And we want to be missionaries. We want, we want to do this. We want to do that. We want the career. We want, we, we want the business opportunity. We want, we want that. But God's got the plan in here. God will tell you what it's time to do. It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. God will let you know when it's over. And it ain't going to be over till he splits the eastern sky and we hear that trumpet and we go up here. Jesus has got this done. We want to get ahead of God. We want to be that missionary. We, we, we want to do these great and wonderful things for God to, to, to build these manifest buildings but we'll walk across the street. We won't even we won't we won't even get on our Facebook or whatever and tell somebody about Jesus on there. We won't pass out trash. You've got to take care of the first works. Take care of the first works. You've never met someone in your life that Jesus didn't meet. You know we were talking yesterday about kids in sports. When I was growing up, schools, they didn't dare have sports practices on Wednesday night and Sunday night to keep the kids out. And you've got, let's say baseball in the United States, you've got half a million kids trying to buy for eight jobs every year in, in the NBA. Only 0, 0, 0. 0.82 children that are, that are in sports right now will make it to the pros. But you know what every one of them will do? They'll stand before God. They'll stand before God. Folks, God gave, you, gave me my children, my grandchildren for a reason. And that one reason is this. Get them to Jesus. That's it. The first off, we stand fast. David was a shepherd. Moses, Isaiah, Samuel, Elisha, the disciples, and yes, Paul. They worked. Majority of us, we can't wait to get out of here. Go eat. But how many of you, when you go eat, do you leave a track on the table? Or do you ask the waiter or the waitress, do you know Jesus? Jimmy, you have something I can pray for you about. You have no idea what those little things can mean to somebody. Everyone you see has got a destination. In one or two places. Heaven or hell. That's it. That's it. All right. Brother Don, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made unto God. I'm going to wind down here. I'll give you a little testimony. I used to travel with uh, a well-known evangelist, a well-known pastor, or well-known pastor. I was his bodyguard. We did a lot of soldiering together. We'd leave Sunday night after church. 
and we drive four or five hundred miles so we could preach revival the next day. And uh, during that time of night, there ain't a whole lot of there ain't a whole lot of places you can stop to eat at truck stop. Truck stop is not the best place in the world to be witnessed. But this one night we were going through Arkansas. And I looked over at the evangelist. You getting hungry? Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Think we need to get something to eat. Well, let's pray for God to send us something. What? Trust us, okay? He says that's not what God wants us to stop. Okay. So we ride down the road about 20 more miles and we come to another truck stop. And he did. Pray. We got to pray. Well, we do pray. No, you got to pray for something. God to direct you to somebody that needs you. Well, I ain't, I'm young in the Lord. I ain't never thought of that before. Pray, pray that God would direct me to the path to where somebody needed me. So we stopped in New York, a little town, right outside Memphis, Tennessee. We pulled into the truck stop. And he hops out. He said, there's two truck drivers walking. He said, can I ask you a question? What's that? Said, Do you know that if you died today, where you'd spend eternity? And that guy turned pale white. He said, I didn't mean to scare you. He said, you have no idea what you just walked off in. what do you mean? He said, we've been talking on the radio going up and down the road. We were talking about heaven and hell. And we don't know. So we asked God to send us to somebody and somebody that would talk to us. We don't never stop at this truck stop. But God told us to stop here. God told us to stop there. That Don did because I, I guarantee you. Don had no idea we just gonna we just gonna whoop in sixty miles down the road. Grab a Arby's burger and go on down the road. That ain't what God had in mind. God put those people at that particular place, at that particular time, so that we can witness to them. You realize that happens in your life all the time? God is constantly working behind the scenes, bringing people into your life. They need to see Jesus. They need to see Jesus. But then we're going to wind down here. We're going to be very much longer. So put them in your watch. Now, we're talking about the overcoming Christian life. We've already talked about work or laboring. We've already talked about rejoicing evermore. Now we're going to talk about sanctification and hope and hope. Set yourselves apart from the things of the world. How are you going to do that? Be careful for nothing, but in everything you have prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of it's the promise. If you do these things, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. You see what he just said? Get your mind off the world. Get your mind out of the gutter. Because the world is there putting it on your power and on whether or not it's your health, whether or not it's your wealth, whether or not it's the doctor, whether or not it's the bill collector. Get your mind on Jesus. Rejoice evermore. Think on these things. Don't be thinking. Don't let that world, don't let the world and all that's coming in. Because you turn that TV on, and I guarantee you, what, you, what you're going to hear of is gloom, despair, agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. You know, back when I was a kid, some of y'all are too young to know what I'm talking about, but back when I was a kid, there was a, a, a paper this past called Grit. The Grit. And the tagline was, was on it, all the news is fit to grit. They went out of business. Get your mind off the woes of the world. Get your mind off the bills. Get your mind off the doctors. Get your mind off yourself. Get your mind off your family. Get and put your mind on Jesus. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Think on these things. That's how you live the overcoming Christian life. How you live the overcoming Christian life. Brother Don, how would I be a better Christian right there? I just told you. Think on these things. Rejoice evermore. Get your mind off the world. Get your mind off the problems. They're defeated folk. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Walk on because Satan is a defeated folk. You know how I know he was a defeated folk? Because in the book of Genesis, God promises that he's going to step on your head, that you're going to step on his heel. And that was accomplished when he rose up out of the grave. You see, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. He saved me. What did he save me from? God. He saved me from Don. How do I how do I bury Don? How do I take Don and get rid of him? Right here. It says it. Think on these things. Stand fast. Get work. Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto men. Be careful for nothing. Pray in supplication. With thanksgiving, make your request be made unto God. And think on these things. If we want to defeat the devil, if we want to live across, live over the world, we've got to think on these things. Get our mind off TikTok. Get our mind off of Facebook. Get our mind off all the things that's in the gutter. Get them on Jesus. You're going to use 
Facebook, you're going to use Instagram, you're going to use the, the, the social media, use it for God. Because there's plenty of people out there swimming in that sewer that need to work. But, swimming in, swimming in that sewer is getting written by a snake in very smart. Okay. How to live the overcoming life. It's the simplest thing that you can do, and it's the hardest. Because God don't want to do it. Don wants to stay in charge. Don wants to stay in control. Don wants to get mad at his kids. Don wants to get mad at his wife. Don wants to get mad at the bill collection. Don wants to let his countenance fall. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Everything. In everything. Is the good times? No. When the devil's coming against you, rejoice. And you can live your overcoming life. I ain't gonna lie to you and tell you I'm here. Because I stumble every day. I stumble every day. These last couple of weeks have been the worst that I've known. We've got sick people. Can't get well. We've got people hurt. We've got all kinds of things going on. But my Bible says, in everything, give thanks. This past few those things come. We'll get out of here in just a minute. I want to ask you, did any of this at home? Do you have the devil coming after you? Whatever it be, bill collectors, lawyers, doctors, Indian chiefs, whatever. Anything that takes your mind off of God needs to be killed. How do you do that? In everything you This is the will of God. In Christ Jesus. Please.